So hey everybody, it's Doug from Doug and Renee Married Life, and my wife has no idea I'm doing this, but today uh, was her birthday, it's her birthday, July 12th. She is celebrating 52 years of life, and I just wanted to um, shout her out on the podcast and just let her know, and you all know that I love her tremendously and deeply. And I am the man that I am, the husband that I am, the father that I am because of Renee and her sacrifice, her prayers, um, everything she's put up with me. She's done, you know, put up with me over 30. It'll be 33 years in a week that we've been married. And um, so for those of you who are thinking about getting married, uh, one of the things we didn't find out until after the fact was that, oh, you never get married around your birthday. And so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, her birthday is on the 12th and then our anniversary is on the 20th of July. So I just wanted to shout her out and let everyone know that I love her. I truly appreciate her. I adore her. And I pray and hope she had a great day. I tried not to bug her today. Usually I mess with her, but I gave her the day off from me because I knew I could be a little bit much. So, hon, I just want to say I love you and I appreciate you and thank you for staying with me and sticking through it, through good times and bad times. And I love you. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Renee. Oh, and Doug. Married life. <laughs> so. Well, it's Doug and Renee married life. Doug and Renee married. I know, yeah. but I know. I'm, I got it twisted. Okay, See, right. we talk about roles and responsibilities. Okay. I wasn't supposed to put my name first. So, again, we're going to continue our discussion on roles. And responsibilities. Yes. All right. So, then now we want to move on to Ephesians 5. 5, yes. And we're going to talk about. Submission. Woo! Respect and love. So if you go over to Ephesians 5, 21, we're going to probably cover 5, 21 through 28. We're going to at least try to in this episode. There's so much to cover. Um, but the we're going to start with Ephesians 5 and 21, where it talks about mutual submission. This is important for you to understand, I think, both men and women and I dare say, in particularly men, because yes. a lot of times men thinks that submission is only for the woman. Yes, but God, but God, <laughs> y'all, we about to put a pause in this podcast, and y'all gonna hear some rustling in the background. Um, it's actually, so violent. It's, <laughs> I am not a, I am a delicate flower, y'all. Um, so mutual submission is for is for both parties, the husband and the wife. Ephesians 5 and 21 says when both parties are agreed are engaging. Oh, you want me to read it? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we I'm sorry. Let me let me read my my note and yes. then we'll read the scripture. <laughs> sorry. When both parties are engaging in mutual submission, it becomes a contest to see who can outdo the other in love and good works. We kind of talked about this. We touched on this subject when we talked about selflessness and we talked about if you're giving your par partner, your husband, what he needs and your wife 
is giving you, you know, vice versa. Yeah. The wife is giving the husband what he needs. The husband's giving the giving wife what, you need. what yeah. she needs. <laughs> then you're both getting your needs met. Yes. So you, it should be a, um, a contest between, not really a contest, but kind of like an, an effort for you mm-hmm. both to meet each other's needs. <clears throat> and not just, I want to use a different word, which means the same thing. Because guys, we we hear submission and we're like, uh, but mutual accountability. My wife or your wife should be your first accountability partner. First account, the person you're accountable to the most. And um, I know that's hitting. I had to let that pause because that's hitting some people. They're like, I need to be accountable. Yes, more so than anybody else. You need to be accountable to your wife, first and, and foremost. And that should be an easy thing to do if your wife doesn't abuse that responsibility or that power. Uh, because, again, she's your helper. Mm-hmm. And we've said this before, you're on the same team. So it shouldn't be difficult. You shouldn't feel like you can't trust her mm-hmm. with being accountable to you or have that responsibility on her shoulders. I, I'm going to say you said it shouldn't be difficult, but it is difficult. And I'm, I can only think of me 20 something years ago. Um, yeah, that that's hard to for me to 20 something years ago for me to make you my accountability. You need to be accountable to you because this comes back into being becoming one and um, some for me. Again, I'm not going to speak for some guys. For me, it was hard to let me go so I could get a hold of you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to, to lose, lose your, me. Lose yes. yourself to gain me. Yes, exactly. And we, we're going to talk about this as we go further on Ephesians. But go, go ahead, Nick. Yeah. Really? Um. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so um, Ephesians 5.21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And I had a thought, I'm going to put a pin in that right there for a second and go back to something you said. You said it shouldn't be hard, but God knew it was going to be hard. Mm -hmm. That's why he put all of these things in place so that he says, okay, I know it's going to be hard. So let me go ahead and break it down for you. What your responsibility is, what I want you to do, what I don't want you to do, how I want you to do it, who's going to be responsible for doing it. Mm-hmm. Because God knew that apparently from the first family, Adam and Eve, that apparently they needed some parameters put in place yes. because it was hard for them as well. And if it was easy, you wouldn't need God. We wouldn't need God if it was easy. If we could do it without yeah. him, then right. Yeah. Exactly. You're so smart. You you is smart. You is kind. <laughs> I you is important. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So that takes us to the wife's responsibility. He says first. He says you both have to submit to one another mm-hmm. in the fear of God. Then he says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. So he keeps going back to. As you're doing this, you're doing it as you're doing it unto God. Sometimes your spouse may not, you may not feel like they deserve to be submitted to or respected Mm -hmm. or loved, which we're going to talk about in a few moments. 
but you do it as unto the Lord, that should make the load easier. It should make it easier because you're doing it as unto God. You're like, God, because you gave me this responsibility. And when it's all said and done, you want to say, you want to hear God say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to do it wholeheartedly, whether your spouse you feel like deserves it or not. Okay. Um, so <laughs> Ephesians five twenty two through 24, wives, submit yourself to your own husband, your own husband, as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife. I emphasize that as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Uh-oh. Not in some things. Uh-oh. Not in the things you want to submit to and the other things you don't want to submit to. Well, I'm going to submit to him by cooking dinner, but I'm going to come and go as I please and not let him know what time I'm <laughs> going out. Um <laughs> I'm going to wear what I want. Oh, Lord I'm going to buy what I want. I'm going to spend what I want to spend. I'm going to spend what I want to spend and how much I want to spend. Oh, we'll what, talk about, about, what about the separate bank account that he don't know about? Uh, that's my account. We're going to have to talk about Ooh. finances eventually on this podcast. Ooh. But let's stay on topic stay there. On topic. So again, the wife is to submit to the husband. The Bible is clear in Ephesians. That the husband is the head of the wife. And the wives, and usually when we do this in premarital class, we, we, we have the ladies there and we tell the husbands, you cannot ask any questions. <laughs> you can hear it, but this is just for the ladies. Yes. And so wives, submit yourselves to your own husband, not your pastor. Uh-oh. Your pa- Uh-oh. Unless your pastor is your husband. Well, do yeah, then, then, then that, yeah, please yeah, do. <laughs> but you cannot submit to your pastor and don't submit to your own husband. Wow. Yep. Because we've heard that people, and, and there's nothing wrong with loving your pastor. Yes. We love our pastors dearly. Mm-hmm. We have the utmost respect for our pastors, but you're not married to your pastor. Yes. God didn't command you to, um, to submit under your pastor um, so it's important that you not say, well, my pastor said or the oh, pastor said yeah. that, you know, X, Y, Z. So I'm going to do it this way. No, nope. the yeah. pastor is not the head of your house. Yeah, I think I think the wise missed that because I I, I can tell you, Nay, Renee, sorry, <laughs> I can tell you, Renee. He keep telling that, y'all in podcast land my nickname. <laughs> I can tell you, Renee, that no husband wants to hear their wife come home from church and be like, pastor this, pastor that, pastor, 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 pastor. Mm-hmm. Wives, please don't do that. Um, um, I, I can tell you, I can speak for every husband. I'm going to say every husband. Majority of the husbands that listen to this podcast, please don't do that. And the reality of it is it's just not a pastor. Yeah. It's a man thing. You yeah. can't come home talking about, you know, you know, my, my, my boss, yeah. my supervisor, this guy on my job, yeah. the pastor, the minister at church. Anybody, any man, ain't a, no man wants to hear that. Because that's a form of disrespect. We're going to talk, We're gonna about, talk that. about that. Okay. So the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. 
And so we're going to come back to submit yourselves. And for our single people out there who are listening, single women, if you're dating somebody who you don't, who you have apprehension about submitting to, my question to you would be, why are you still dating that person? Mm. That's, that's just a C-Lot moment. And also, uh, we're going to get to this, but go ahead, Nick. You can go. No, we're talking about the husband's responsibility next. Do you yeah. want to read that scripture? Um, well, I'm, I'm just curious as to why the wives were addressed first, but we can come back to that. So, hmm. and because he addressed. <laughs> maybe going back to Adam and Eve. Maybe. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. Let's, let's, let's put it, make it clear what the wife's responsibility yeah, is. Because it was mutual submission. And then the wife's responsibility. And then verse 25 through 28. He commands the husband to love the wife. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing and water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Wow. He said that a lot of times. Yeah. He said love a lot. When I was reading it, I was like, yeah, love. It was like, and again, if it was easy, God would not have commanded us to do it. So for husbands, we are to love our wives and it can be hard sometimes. Let me just speak for me. It can be hard. Dang. I made it hard. Oh my goodness. I, you going to tell everybody that, that, that it's hard to love me, babe. I made it hard. I oh, made it hard. Okay. I, okay. I made it hard because I was um, disobedient. I was out of the will of the Lord and not getting too far off subject, but I made it hard. But the reason, I don't know. Let, let me just back up. For wives, he says reverence, right? Or respect your husbands. Mm-hmm. For husbands, he's telling us to love our wives. And this goes back to the first marriage. And so the love that you see in um, Ephesians 5, 25, and this is, this has come back to something when you said it was hard. And I was like, I was losing me to gain you. I didn't want to lose me to gain you. I didn't. I don't even know if I even knew this scripture. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to give myself to make you holy. Wow. See, I did it. And then that's, I don't even, no, I just did it. I had no excuses. It was just, I did not want to do that. And I don't even know if I knew the scripture was in there, if I knew the scripture was in there, and I just didn't want to do it. But the bottom line is I didn't want to do it. And I think that just goes back to being vulnerable. That's why maybe loving a wife might be difficult. Mm-hmm. The way God commands um, the wife to be loved. Mm-hmm. That's because that it, it requires a man to be vulnerable and open and sometimes that's a challenge for a man, if it's okay for me to say that. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's, it was a challenge for me. Okay. Because I didn't want to, 
I didn't want to, and I can't, I can't explain it. I can't articulate it any other way than how it is in Ephesians. I didn't want to give myself up for your sake. I didn't want to, I didn't love you in the agape way, agape love. I, I didn't. And I didn't want to, I just didn't want to. (laughs) And then when it comes to washing you by the water through the word or washing you with the water through the word. And this comes back to why I believe Adam had a conversation with Eve because it's the husband's responsibility, not to, not your pastor's responsibility to give the word to your wife. This, it, this is your responsibility as a husband to be able to pray for your wife, um, fast for your wife, lay hands on your wife, everything that you. Now, when he say lay hands, he's talking about the anointed. Anointed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and I and I've I've said this before and I'm just going to talk about me. Oh, you go to church and, you know, let pastor whatever say, you know, just pastor whatever. I was putting off my responsibilities on the pastor. And nowhere in this scripture, Ephesians 5, 25 through 28, does it talk about husbands relinquish your responsibility to the pastor. God is telling us you need to have enough word in you as a husband so that you can minister to your wife. So that you could there's a new wife in your old wife and you're going to have to speak those things into her and bring it out of her. And if you don't know the word for yourself. And how can you um, share that word with your wife? Yes. And so it's, it's, it's a lot. The to Bible unpack. is clear. It says you, the man is responsible yeah. for the wife. Yeah. So a couple of other scriptures that coincide with that husbands love your wives and be not bitter against them. That's in Colossians three and 19. Mm-hmm. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. And that word benevolence means it's an act of kindness or an inclination to be kind. Just be nice. You know, Bishop Owens always says, sometimes it's just nice to be nice. He doesn't say sometimes. He doesn't say sometimes? No, that's your word. (laughs) You you threw that that, that little caveat in there. It's nice to be nice. Yes. I I put that in there. Sometimes it's just nice to be nice. But in First Peter 3 and 7, again, and this is the Message Bible, um, verse 1 through 4, it says, uh, the same goes for you wives, be good wives to your husbands, responsive to their needs. There are husbands who, as different as they are to any words about God, will be captivated by your life of holy beauty. What matters is not your outer appearance outer appearance, the styling of your hair, the jewelry you wear, the cut of your clothes, but your inner disposition. And this is comes back to something you said earlier was that it's not about what you wear or how you wear. You know, mm-hmm. of course, every husband wants their wife to look good. I'm going to say, of course, most husbands want their wife to look good. But what is going to be your inner disposition, your inner beauty that attracts, um, that cultivates on the outside, what's in you will come out of you. Right. And then verses four through six, again, this is first Peter in chapter three. He talks about cultivate inner, inner beauty, the gentle, gracious kind that God delights in the holy women of old 
were beautiful before God that way and were good, loyal wives to their husbands. Sarah, for instance, take care of Abraham, would address him as my dear husband. Or Lord. Or mm-hmm. Lord in the mm-hmm. King James Version. Mm-hmm. You'll be true daughters of Sarah if you do the same, you know, as being unanxious and un- unintimidated. Right. And my dear husband. Ooh, this is my dear husband. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you addressed me as my dear husband? I call you dear all the time, Oh, yeah, dear. that's true. That's true. All right, all right. <laughs> How soon do we forget? (laughs) Yeah, but I think that's important um, for us to realize that there's a reason why God had to put these things in here Mm -hmm. so that we will have clear, so we won't, what do you call it? I'm I'm trying to say deviate, thank you, off track from what our responsibility is. Spiritually speaking, because there are certain roles and responsibilities that we have. And one for the wife is we are the helper and we are to submit to our husbands. In that, we are to respect our husbands as well. Mm -hmm. And then for the husband's responsibility, he's commanded to love the wife. And there are so many different references throughout the Bible where he tells, continually tells the man, love your wife. Love your wife, love your wife. Mm-hmm. And I see you looking up a scripture. So no, Ephesians 5 and 2. Um, I'm going to get what version this is, but it says, watch what God does, and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents, mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, Mm. but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. Now, if you take that scripture, and this is Ephesians 5 and 2, and you say, well, the husband's supposed to be like Christ, and the wife's supposed to be like church. So how did um, Christ love us? His love was not cautious, but extravagant. This is how husbands are supposed to love their wives. And then... It also says he didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything to everything of himself to us. And so, and again, I'm just talking about me. So many times I, I, I may have did committed an act where I thought if I do this, I'll get that from you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was trying to either manipulate a situation or, or you and that's not that's not agape love. That's love is that's agape love is me loving you independent of whatever you did or didn't do or said or didn't say. Right. And so, or not expecting anything yeah, in not return. Not expecting anything in return. Again, mm-hmm. Ephesians five and two. Um he didn't love us in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. And I just keep coming back to me, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to give everything of myself to you. Love is love is selfless. Yeah. It's unconditional. Mm-hmm. God loves us unconditionally. And so the husband is commanded to love the wife unconditionally. There shouldn't be any conditions. Once you make her your wife, your responsibility is to love her. She may not be lovable. Mm-hmm. She may not be lovely. Um, you may not like her sometime, but you still got to love her. And I think that's what some people miss. And we tried to stress this. From day one, is that once you get to that altar and you say, I do, 
you're you are immediately put in the realm of marriage. There's no ramp up period. God doesn't change his he doesn't lower his standards for you or for anybody else. So you can have time to get it together or catch up. You got to come in. You have to be doing the things of a husband. You have to be doing the things of the wife. And you're going to you're going to have to fit into God's program. He's not going to change his program to fit you. You have to fit into his program. Right. And so um, you talked about benevolence, which is an act of kindness. And, you know, in first Peter three and seven, he talks to the husbands. And he says, you know, uh, dwell with your wife according to knowledge, mm-hmm. giving honor to your wife as the weaker vessel, weaker vessel, excuse me, and as heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. That's first Peter three and seven. And, you know, again, these are all scriptures talking about the roles and responsibilities of the husband and wife. And there, when we go through this, when we teach this class and, you know, we talk to the husbands or the future husbands and we just lay all this on them and say, this is your responsibility and God's going to hold you accountable for what you do or don't do in your house. Mm-hmm. And then and it shouldn't be taken lightly because it is a big responsibility. Yeah, it is. And you, you, this is, and some husbands and some people may, some husbands may be listening to us right now and you're not, you haven't, you weren't aware of all the responsibilities. Again, we had, we didn't go through everything, but you're not, you've never been, no one's ever communicated this to you or articulated it to you. And you didn't understand what was going on. Now you understand. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, okay, this is my responsibilities because you can never unknow what you know. You can't unring a bell. <laughs> but I would say um, get into a Bible-based church, local Bible-based church that will help you because you're going to have to grow in the ministry of marriage. And you're going to need somebody, a mentor, a pastor, whomever, deacon, somebody to help you grow into the ministry of a husband. And I want to help some wives out, too, as we uh, begin to come to uh, a close. You also, women, wives, need to, this this was liberating for me. Let your husband have that responsibility. It gets things, the water's muddy, things get out of order when the wife tries to take on the role of the husband and wants to control things. For me, it was so liberating when I finally got that revelation. That's a big responsibility. Mm -hmm. God didn't give it to me. Why am I trying to carry something that God didn't give me to carry? That's Doug's responsibility. My responsibility is to help him. Mm -hmm. My responsibility is to pray for him. My responsibility is to help make sure that the, the vision for our house, for our family is being executed and as long as I stay in my swim lane, so to speak, as long as I stay where I'm in my role and responsibility, that makes things go a whole lot smoother. And that was liberating for me. So women, wives, I implore you not to take on the responsibility of trying to be the head of your house because it's out of order and it just causes confusion. And God is not the author of confusion. And you said something, I know we're closing, but you said something interesting about you was trying to control um, the situation, control me. And coming back to Genesis 3 and 16, 
I forgot which version we talked about, Amplified or one of those versions. God was like, one of your desires will be to control your husband. Mm-hmm. So you're mm-hmm. going to have to fight that desire yes. to control and be in control mm-hmm. and let your husband um, do, you know, be be the head and be responsible. And as you just stated, it, it was hard for you, you know, to let me uh, be in that role. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be easier. I don't, I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth. But in my in my thinking, it would be easier if your husband was a God fearing man to allow him to do that. Or no, you don't think so. I, I would I would agree with that. Okay. I would agree with that. So I was a God fearing man at that time. You have to trust. <laughs> <laughs> you have to trust them with that responsibility. And I think my issue was trust, mm-hmm. uh, building trust. I just you know just being honest. Trust was an issue in our relationship for a long time. So I think because I, w- I didn't trust and I thought, you know, being an independent woman raised by a single parent, and we're going to talk about this in a future podcast, upbringing has a lot to do with how we play out our roles and responsibilities. But I think I just thought I could do it better. I thought, I, you know, Miss Perfect, I, mm-hmm. I could do it. You know, he don't he don't, he doesn't know how to do it. Let me do it. And when he was in the Navy and going a lot, I was doing it anyway. Yeah. So I'm just going to continue doing, doing it. Yeah. So that doesn't make it right. And I had to learn. And again, it was liberating for me to let that go. Okay. It's so much lighter on my shoulders, not carrying that. Because you were carrying a weight that wasn't designed for you. Yes. And I don't think a lot of women realize that or a lot of husbands realize that your wife is carrying something. That wasn't designed for her to carry. God created you to carry that weight, to carry that responsibility. And he created us um, to take that responsibility to him in prayer. Mm -hmm. And so when you allow your wife to carry that responsibility, you, sir, are out of order. And I don't I don't want to get ahead of myself, but God is a God of order. Yes, he is. So. We've given you a lot to think about yes, and pray about and discuss. So we certainly appreciate you all. Love you guys. Love you all. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.